Um, Scooter is the the yin to Rammstein's yang. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. Eastern Airlines Flight 401 tragically crashed on December 29th, 1972, killing the majority of those on board. However, this was far from the final flight for the crew of this plane. This week on Unexplained Legends, the ghosts of Flight 401. You should honestly you just read, if you're ever feeling depressed, just read Scooter lyrics. There's one that stuck in my head from the weekend where he says, Bow, shellac, where is the poo nanny? Look inside my skin. Can't you tell that I'm horny? That is unreal. Well, I don't think there's any way to get into the episode other than that, really, is there? <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Poonani Len. <laughs> and together we are the Unexplained Legends. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know who we are after that. <laughs> no, uh, Dennis, uh, how are you feeling? Good, I'm feeling great, yeah. We went on a little trip this evening. We did, it all. Oh, nice. Do you want to fill in the listeners? Uh, yes, we, we went did? to uh, we went to a place, I won't name the place. Mm-hmm. We went to a venue to check out if we could do a comedy night. And we went in, it was the first time I've ever been to a music open uh, mic night. Yeah. And it turns out there is something worse than a comedian's open mic night. And it's the music open mic night. Would you say there's a chance it might be your last time going to a I'd music say I will never night? ever set foot in a music open mic night, ever. It, honestly, as I said to you, it didn't even seem like we were in London. No. But it also didn't seem like we were even on planet earth not at all no no uh, the range of music was i mean saying the range of music was 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 a like a large range is actually like giving it too much credit it, actually i would say the music did definitely didn't have range it definitely it was definitely the same um the same genre like person to person yeah uh, but a, I guess a broad genre. And I think um, I, a lot of, uh, if, I don't know, I mean, you play guitar, right? you might tell mm. me what the correct name for it is, but what I can only describe as Blanca Blanca guitar. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what Blanca Blanca guitar uh, yeah, is? I, I Where they're nearly ripping the strings off the, off the guitar. The old Blanca Blanca. Just hitting the like the lowest string and then the rest of them aren't doing anything. Yeah, it was um, it was curious. I would say it was uh, definitely an interesting musical. It was, it was like, honestly, it was like someone had put the DNA of humans into this room and then it started like growing and it made a society inside the room because that that open i mean people are going to think i'm exaggerating but it literally had everyone like represented there in the world like it was it was mad yeah it's um it was a distinct ecosystem is kind of what you're what you're completely distinct like you could you could study it you could study it and see how the wider world works just by that room and what i really liked was the guy who went up and i mean the poor man he was awful like, he he looked like Simon Garfunkel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you know, played like mud. Like, he, he, he went up and he... He, he played did, like he, a garbuncle. Yeah, he, he went up, he wasn't great, whatever. But when he came down, he was sitting in silence next to his wife. And then, like, I was watching for so long. And then after, like, a good solid minute, he goes, actually went pretty well. You're not... No, no he did. That- he, he did that. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. I thought he was contemplating, like, it's time to give it up. And he goes, no, like, back again next week. It will never, never be time to but give it up. fair juice to everyone who played. Uh, just to uh, just to update the old listeners as well, we're, we're recording this on, a, on, I would say, a wet evening. Yeah, a it's, cold evening. Yeah. Very windy. It's very late. 
I would say peak spooky time now. Very spooky. Thank God we're not going to do any ghost stories in this episode. <laughs> well, Dennis, today's episode, today's episode is actually a very special episode, mm-hmm. as, as they all are. But this one, again, I'm going into the new year. I'm thinking I'm going to... I'm going to steer away from UFOs for a while. I have a lot of good UFO ones coming up, but I I, I need to ease you back into the year because January is your kryptonite. Yes, I hate it. This one, Dennis, you referenced you referenced this subject recently in an episode, maybe two or three episodes ago, and you didn't believe that there was anything on this topic. No, I didn't. Yeah. What did I say? Do you, Do you remember? Do you have any idea what I don't? I, honestly, I can't remember any of the episodes. Oh, drop the axe. I can't. Can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. The most recent one, I'd say. Uh, Dennis. Name it. What? The most recent one? Yeah. Uh, simulation theory. Barely. Yeah, Barely got, got it. Got there. Got there. The, Dennis, this week we're doing Ghosts on a Plane. Oh, yes. I did mention this. I was saying that that would be like the... I, I started off by saying it would be the most humiliating one to to frequent as a ghost mm-hmm. a plane but then we started talking about how actually that would be terrifying yeah. for the passengers imagine your fear of flying and you're lifting off then you go hey that guy doesn't have his seatbelt on you're like oh no that's a big ghost he f- just flies out the window yeah it'd be great to be a ghost though because you could get past the trolley and go to the bathrooms this this one dennis is uh there's a bit in this that I think if you really think long and hard about it is probably one of the most terrifying things you could uh, you could come up with ghost wise. You've gone real hardcore in this podcast in like the last five episodes. Like it was, I will say, for some of the episodes at the start, you were almost whimsical in nature. Whimsical. Oh, that is gone. You were just like, yeah, you know, here's the things I'm really interested in. It was almost like we we're talking about your hobby or something. No. You've gone as. Do you think this is the podcast affecting you, or do you think that like you've gone deeper, or is this the real Roger, the real conspiracy guy coming out? Oh well, uh, there's been some changes. Yeah. Over over the uh, Christmas period, Dennis. I Was it because of that guy who was found in your swimming pool? No, that was completely unrelated. Listen, I threw the party, but I I didn't even know that guy, okay? So Never met him. Never met him, never met him. Uh, he was a bit of a rabble, but the uh what I wrote in my I, I do um I do goals for the year. Mm-hmm. I write that. What I do is I write the goals in the very back of my diary, if you believe that. Okay. I do goals as well. But I, I, oh, do you? Yeah, yeah I do. Where is it? Oh, yeah. When did you come up with that? Two seconds ago when I mentioned it? Yeah, I do it now, actually. I've yeah. written them all. Oh, really? You've One just goal is never to talk to you ever again. That's my big goal. Oh, really? Which will be difficult. I can't yeah. achieve it because <laughs> be we've got hard. an episode. But <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I try not to tell people my goals. Well, can I tell you one of mine? Yes. One of mine is this year to make you piss yourself once on the podcast. Piss myself? Piss yourself from fear. Do you mean like, is it like a, what, a community goal? Like, No, it's that's one of my goals this year. Oh, right. To, it's not to, like Patreon related. No, I'm going to piss myself no, on the podcast. To write something so spooky that you piss yourself during an episode of the podcast. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't mean to be too crass, but I'd never piss myself out of fear. Oh, I'd probably shit myself. You're, here, here we go. He, he's coming in with the old hubris. No, the, no, the Lynn hubris. No, no, I would. I don't think you'd. I don't think I'd. No, you. You said you'd shit yourself. I've no interest in you shitting yourself. <laughs> no, not your thing. No, I've no interest. In that. Okay. I well, I don't think yourself. I can provide what you need. I don't really piss myself <laughs> okay. when I'm scared. <laughs> okay. Oh, that that's fine. If, uh, just out of uh, un- look. I'll, sorry, I'll tell you what. Right, if I do shit myself on the podcast, mm-hmm. what difference will it make if I do a piss afterwards? Will you? Will you? Throw you in know the what piss? I mean. I'll throw in a piss. Okay. Oh, you know what? 
I'm I'm happy to compromise. Get on a that. shit piss free. Come on, we'll shake on it. I'm not shaking. Shake, on that. shake on that. Come on. All right. Are we <laughs> shaking on? Damn it! I read really shake on that. <laughs> oh, okay. On the back of on the back of that binding contract, we'll crack on with the lamestream narrative. On December 29th, 1972, Eastern Airlines Flight 401 departed JFK Airport with 163 passengers on board and 13 crew members. The flight was bound for Miami and should have been a short-haul flight with little out of the ordinary to report. However, upon making their approach into Miami, the pilots noticed that the landing gear indicator in the cockpit console was not lighting up to show that the landing gear had been fully engaged. The crew cycled the landing sequence in the hopes that this would fix the problem. However, it persisted. The flight discontinued its approach and entered a holding pattern while they attempted to resolve the issue. Unfortunately, during their attempts to diagnose the problem, the crew had somehow missed the fact that the autopilot controls had been inadvertently turned off. But this is probably just a mechanical issue, surely, isn't it? I thought you said this is a ghost story. This just sounds like mechanical failure on a on a plane. I hope they get it sorted out. So, um, this actually is mechanical, except for a theory that I'll come up with later. Okay. Okay. Did Did you ever hear the story about the the test flight they were doing in a plane? I'm going to get everything wrong. I don't <laughs> care, right? They, they were doing a test flight in a new plane. This wasn't that long ago. Let's mm. say it's 20 years ago, and I think it, they were doing it in Russia or something, right? Yeah. Again, don't even know. And this new type of plane, usually you would have to engage, or when you engage the autopilot, it wouldn't turn off unless you turned it off. But in this new plane, right. when you um, play with the whatever the steering wheel in the plane, right, yeah, whatever yeah. it's called, when you play with the steering wheel, it disengages autopilot. So they were doing a big press, like press launch, have all the press on on it, all the big wigs. And the pilot brought his son into the cockpit and they were doing like photos and stuff with it. And they had it on autopilot and the kid is steering the thing. Oh. Only crashed into a mountain. You're a mountain. Dead. The whole lot of them killed. Fucking hell. Yeah. Do, Do an episode on that. May, maybe. And, except we know we know it was the kid's fault, the bastard. Yeah, we don't know if he was a ghost. You yeah. Know. Well, he's, well, he's a fucking ghost now. <laughs> they made sure of that. God, I hope that wasn't recent. I'll, well, Dennis, it's, re- it's interesting you bring that up. Because that's actually how uh, forensic investigators think the autopilot was turned off on this plane. By them adjusting or playing with the controls or whatever. Yeah. Oh they, well, then maybe my thing is just all lies. Then maybe I dreamt it. No, what what they what they think happened was um, the well. Do you know what? Actually, yeah, we better see what I'll happens. Tell you what, first. I'll tell you what does happen. Actually, <laughs> that's about that's doesn't look important. good for him though. Yeah. So the flight discontinued its approach. I said, and it entered uh, a holding pattern while they attempted to resolve the issue. Unfortunately, during their attempts to diagnose the problem, the crew had somehow missed the fact that the autopilot had been inadvertently turned off. Right. Listen, listeners. I know I said that twice, but... It's good to say it twice. I mean, people listen to songs and they listen to the same words over and over (laughs) again. That's true, yeah. That's true, right? So, the, the autopilot had inadvertently been turned off, leaving the plane to descend slowly without anyone on board noticing. 
By the time the change in altitude had been discovered, it was too late, and the plane had crashed into the Florida Everglades, killing 101 of the total 176 people on board. I'm, it sounds very like my story, doesn't it? Do you think mine was made up and I just got everything wrong? I th- yeah, well... I had a kid, though, in the cockpit. That's a good angle. Yeah. I like that addition. Yeah. What this is, is kind of... I don't... Right, I didn't think this fit my notes. Like, give me mm. a bit of colour now. You, you won't believe this when I tell you, like, what they were trying to do. Mm. So, the, the landing gear, it, the indicator light wasn't showing it was on, even though they were cycling it. At some stage, one of the engineers went down and checked. And apparently they confirmed that the landing gear had actually extended and was engaged. Mm. What they were doing was taking apart the console to change the bulb on the indicator light because it had, bl- it had blown out. And supposedly, one of the people on board, they reckon... Now, I think I've added something into this, right? But they, I, th- I think the report that <laughs> I read... Don't tell us which bit. <laughs> the, the bit... I'll, I'll have to tell you. The bit on the report said that... I, I was writing this very late at night, right? The bit on the report... Can I just ask yeah. you? I need to focus more on this. How do you add a bit in? What do you mean you add... You, like, uh, you made it, up a bit? It, yeah, it will make sense when I tell you. Because there's no way this was on the report I read. The bit on the report I read said that the autopilot had been disengaged inadvertently when they had um, shaken or like touched or mm-hmm. m- moved the the actual controls during this whole procedure. And the bit that I added into my brain was that somebody had hit it with their arse. Oh, yeah, I think that. <laughs> I think the use of the word arse in the report is probably the giveaway that you added that one in. And that, I felt, now in hindsight, I feel like that was unlikely to be in like an aviation was it, authority. Was it Leslie report. Nielsen, man? Yeah, it. It, it, was, uh, it was a Mr. L. Nielsen <laughs> had, um, had reported that one of the crew members had knocked his arse against it. <laughs> So with this as well, I I noticed that they crashed into the Everglades. Yes. Which I would say, not too many other places that would be worse to crash into, really. I mean, it wouldn't be the best. Swampy. What makes you say that? Swampy? Yeah, but... Humid? Crocodiles? Okay, hadn't done that, right? Or alligators. This is... um, Can I just tell you a fact? I bet you didn't notice. Is it the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? No. In India... Yeah. Crocodiles have much larger ears and in Africa they have much smaller ears. Really? Yeah. And like would they be listening to different kinds of music or what what's <laughs> <laughs> like what do you think sleeping? It's just they're different headphones. Is that it? Yeah. One of They've them, evolved with headphones. Some of them have in ear and the other ones have over ear. <laughs> yeah, did it, someone <laughs> walk to work with the big ones over their heads. Yeah. The, um that's a very interesting fact though. Yeah. The, I think it's about elephants though. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right well what um what, what was i going to say oh yeah, the everglades right they crashed into the everglades i thought you'd find this interesting oh uh, yeah i guess on the face what you could say it was bad <laughs> right yeah, on the face of it, yeah. 101 of them died on the face of the smash right? plane yes yeah but some of the people who survived <laughs> did a great time yeah no, that i always wanted to go to the everglades the um the the doctors treating them afterwards said that a lot of them only survived because, you won't believe this, the, the mud from the Everglades had caked their, their like lacerations and acted as 
like bandages. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so cool. So th- I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, well, that's great. And then it says, but on the other side of it, um, th- most of them did get gangrene. Uh, as a result of the the humidity like and bacteria that was in the oh in the, the mud. mud yeah but you know that doesn't sound like like he probably could have left out the first bit if everyone resulted in gangrene it's like yeah we got bandages but we've all got gangrene and have to amputate ourselves or are dead probably one or two of them ended up being fine I think so how many how many died hundred and one straight off the bat hundred and one dead and did the rest of those people survive the yeah remaining sixty something yeah survived survived seventy something yeah now. There are, you know, a good chunk of them are probably dead now. Yeah, but, but no fault of the plane. 70s. Yeah, nothing to do with the nothing to do with the plane. So, so, so far, Dennis, how are you feeling about this one? You know, it uh, hasn't been that spooky up until now. It hasn't. It hasn't. It's yeah. just a plane crash episode so far. Yeah, I can't wait to see where the ghost comes in. But uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I think as well. Like, if you were an alligator or something, uh, this might be one of the theories. I don't want to jump the gun. If I ruin this, it's fine. Did it, did an alligator get some human claws? And try and like get back into society with some information of a dead passenger. Because if they didn't, they really missed a beat. <laughs> if they didn't, there's a there'll be a sitcom coming your way from Dennis Lynn. All right, come on, what's it called? Oh, um, like Gator on the Loose, which doesn't mean anything. That's uh, just the first thing that came to my head. Uh, Incognito. Okay, okay. All right. Will, will we try and get one more before okay. we move on? Um, uh, 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 Gator Glade. That doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> the, mm. Oh. Um. <laughs> you can't just say. You. You. Are you just going like, like when people try to rhyme, when kids try to rhyme, and they like go crackle, orange, puckle, orange, puckle, orange, puckle, orange, 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 Alligator. The. Okay, it has to have something to do with planes as well. Yeah. Not that he becomes... Maybe he becomes a pilot afterwards. No, you're complicating things okay, now. Okay, sorry. The, I don't know why... You you always you always do that. You just add in one one too just many... goes too far. Yeah. All right. Alec... Alec... Uh, do you know what? We're Alan not, Gator. Okay, yeah, all right. Alan Gator. There you go. Alan Gator. That's brilliant. Yeah. Alan Gator. <laughs> Alan Gator. That's the oh, thing that that. There we go. Uh, so, right. Get back into spooky mode now, though. You bastard, right? Because despite despite the severity of the crash, a surprising amount of the aircraft managed to be salvaged, such as the galley and several other key components. As was common practice at the time, these salvaged parts were refitted into other aircrafts in the Eastern Airlines fleet. Madness. Yeah, I bet you, did, bet you didn't know they did that. It did not. Did they do that? Nor- is that a normal practice with crash planes? Uh, I think I think it definitely was at the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's common now. I mean, they do it with like Ford Focuses and stuff, but you never think they do it with like a Boeing. But it must cost a lot of money. Uh, imagine you're getting on a plane and the door is a different color. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting on? Or are you going? What's going on here? The or, or the the one wing, <laughs> one wing is gray, and uh, the, <laughs> the other ones are all all yellow or something. And the front is two headlights from Ford Focus. Yeah, are you getting on that plane, or are you saying? I'd probably leave it off. It's not today. Um, so, Eastern Airlines attempted to move past the incident, and were determined for things within the airline to get back to normal despite the tragedy which had befallen the passengers and crew. That was until crew members aboard other Eastern Airlines flights began to see things they couldn't explain. 
What do you mean? Like alligators and stuff? <laughs> no. They said, uh, well, you'll, you'll see. You'll see, Dennis. Aboard one flight, a captain was asked to come check on a passenger in first class, dressed in a pilot's uniform, who was not responding to flight attendant's questions, and even more mysteriously, was not listed on any manifests. The pilot reluctantly agreed to come back and check on the passenger, frustrated to have to leave the cockpit to deal with this issue, only to discover he in fact recognised the man. However, this wave of recognition soon turned to fear as he realised the man he recognised was none other than Robert Loft, the captain who died aboard Flight 401. What, how was he, how, what was he doing in the plane if he was dead? He's ghost, Dennis. Was he in full colour or was he black and white? Um, I, I think he's in colour. Yeah. I think uh, I think they would have been like, uh, sir, can you get, get back here? Or oh, what is it? The uh, we have our, a passenger in black our and white. Our ghosts, let's just sort this out because mm. I've been imagining them differently up until now. Okay. Our go- can you put your hand through a ghost? Depends on the ghost, I think. Okay, so ghosts can appear as solid. Like, like this guy's solid, this fella sitting down. Because he has to... Um, what do you call it? Like, uh, is a contour around the seat and stuff? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, he, he he appears as solid, I think. Okay. And did he say hello to the other pilot? No. Nothing. No. He comes out and he's terrified, right? They're basically, they just like shit themselves when they, when they see this And man. piss themselves for free then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, similarly, right? This, this is, this absolutely like terrifies me, this next bit. Similarly, a flight attendant on board a New York to Miami flight once opened an overhead locker and was terrified to discover that a face was looking back at her. Oh, that's terrifying. That is fucking creepy, isn't it? That is really scary. I think it's great as well. I don't think you've realized what you've done here, but for most people, I don't think they've ever thought about ghosts on a plane. I don't think they've ever thought about a plane being anything other than, you know, trying to find your seat, put up your suitcase, wait to get out, wait to get in. You know, like really mundane stuff that your mind is caught up with and you yeah. think about where you're going afterwards. I don't think anyone's ever even viewed it as being like a room where ghosts could actually be haunting the place. It could already be in there. The yeah. face as well, Dennis. That was again, Captain Robert Loft. And how did they know it was Captain Robert Loft? Did this attendant know? The attendant didn't, right? Mm. But when they got back and they reported it, they yeah. said, is this the person? And showed the picture. And she, she was said, like, you're not going to believe this. That's the, that's the guy. That is terrifying. Well, what she actually said is, oh, what would, can, you, can you like Photoshop him into an overhead? And as, as they were moving his head over, she goes, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> no more. Don't move him no more. No, no. I, uh, you know, if you, were, if you ever like worked in a place and you have to lock up, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and that's that's always spooky when you know you're the last person there. Oh, yeah. So a plane could be a pretty spooky place for an attendant to just be, you know, walking around saying, "Oh, don't worry, I, I think there's a bag left here." And you hear like inside there, and you open it up, and there's Captain Lofty or whatever his name is. I'll tell you, worst job I ever had to lock up at uh, was I used to work at a locksmith's. Yeah, and going around at night locking all the locks would take me hours, man. Yeah, did you not get paid for that? No, no, wouldn't get paid. They, they said they said that's not considered part of the job. That's locking horrific. Up the locks at night. Yeah, 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 you should get onto the labor society. Yeah, and I'd, I'd be locking up all the locks. And here's this later, right? I may, I uh, I I did an upskilling course, 
and I changed from working as a locksmith then moving over to become a key cutter mm. and I'm telling you one night just about to lock up much better job because they paid for they they paid for that that was all fine just about to lock up I dropped my key into a big bin that we used to call the bin of random keys oh no that's serious i was in there for hours trying them all taking it out taking one out yeah yeah in the end just had to just had to stay there just had to live in that kiosk forever yeah yeah at at the at the train station just had to live there you know it was so bad actually when you're working at locksmith because like you had to lock up but then you also had to bring all the keys home Oh, it was. You'd a, be. You couldn't. Oh. Even, you could, remember, they wouldn't let you on the bus or anything because you had so many keys. I'd be walking along. Uh, homeless people would not believe me when I said I had no change. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, I, I heard the jingling. That. I heard the jingling, and I said, "Listen, it's not. It's not what you're thinking." <laughs> Robert laughed so far. We've only, we've only dealed with him. Yeah, he's our only ghost. Yeah, he's he's just cropping up. Just he. Do you know what? It, you'll see now. But he, he's he's just spooking like. What's he at as well, like? Yeah. In fairness. Can't, it, like, doesn't have anything better to do. What are you doing up in the, up in the little cabin? <laughs> That's like, a funny one. But really, when you think about it. I can understand I'm going to come back and I'm going to be in first class. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. <laughs> right? Second time he comes back. <laughs> Put myself up to hand luggage. Actually, do you know what, though? If you think about it, maybe if you're a pilot your whole life, maybe you do think, do you know what? I've always wondered what it would be like up there. I wonder what it's like to be a bag. And he <laughs> yeah. just pops up there. Here, you know, you know, there's a there's a really good chance he thought they were all gone. Oh, do you think so? Like yeah? he's like, I'll just go up here, and he probably he could have locked himself in as a ghost. Yeah, yeah. And he like his first class was where he was actually going. I mean, he was waiting for them to let him out. I locked myself into a boot before. That's terrible, or a trunk, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I locked myself into a boot. That was really scary. When when did that happen? Uh, in the back of a Nissan Almira. Was this as a, as a as kid? As a kid, yeah. Like, I went oh, in yeah. as a prank, like, and yeah. put myself into the boot. Hell of a prank. Thinking someone would just randomly come up to the car. No one came up for about six hours. I was screaming. And, I was Jesus sque- I was screaming in the car. Like, oh, yeah, honestly, right? I lost my sanity after five minutes. <laughs> like, like I, there, was, there was no steel reserve in me at all. I was like, okay, I'm trapped in the boot. This is fine. And it's like, ah! <laughs> actually, sorry. I want to just tell, briefly mm. tell this story, right? But it is very, very funny. Of our friend, our mutual friend, who I will call Lynch, right? Our mutual friend, Lynch. Lynch got a job and he was working as a flower delivery person, right? And he would deliver it to florists, oh right? And he went, he, he, they'd give him a van and he'd drive in with all these flowers. And he drove into this place and he was only working there now a couple of days. He drove in and he, was, he, he got out of the front seat of his car, or of his van, and he went into the back of the van. And he went to get the flowers and he stepped into the back of the van and the van closed, right? Now, he's in the middle of a city, right, in mm. Ireland, right? And he's also in a place where there could be a lot of cars coming up, whatever. Now, he realizes that he doesn't have the keys uh, or he, that he can't get out of it because he can't use the keys inside the van anyway. And also, the front is completely, like, it's steel. Like, like you yeah, can't yeah. get into the front, right? And he says he's, he's in there. He says he's in there and he says like he's there for twenty minutes and then he says the fear overtakes him and he starts whacking the side of the van going <laughs> Like he starts totally freaking out. And he says there's like a little hole in the um in the back of the van and he's like putting his mouth out to it going like Help, help. 
and no one no one opens the van for him right there's people walking around no one can hear him or whatever maybe yeah. just avoiding the van and then he says he realizes that there's a very clear thing on the back of the van that you can just press a button and get out oh, and then he has to he says he has to open the van and just take out the flowers as if nothing happened oh that the fact that you would get in the back of a van and just rationally think that there is no way out. <laughs> yeah, but that's what he thought. He thought it was all over. Like he's in the middle of a city in a busy street, and he said, "This is it for me. I'm, I'm tossed." Like, so, but he's he's new to the job as well, so he must be considering the fact of like, I'll have to, even if I do get out, I, one, I'll have to either if I don't get out, I have to somehow repopulate the van, right? But if I if I do get out. Uh, I must make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah, and the other thing he's probably thinking when he's in there is, you know, what happened to last fella? Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he in the door slowly slides across, and the minute he goes, oh god, and he turns around, and there's a skeleton in <laughs> yeah, the corner. Yeah, cobwebs on Yeah, he's like, oh no, and a uniform with a patch oh. that just says Dave. Or actually, continuing on that a segue from one man trapped in a vehicle to another, mm-hmm. another group of flight attendants saw the ghostly face of a deceased engineer, Don Repo, reflected in the door of the plane's oven. Oh, wow. That sentence kept on going, didn't it? Yeah. I thought it was bad enough that they just saw a reflection, but in the oven door? In the door of the and Don oven. Loved, Don loved that oven. He, he loved cooking stuff in the oven. He, loved he wasn't meant to do it because he's an engineer. No, you won't believe what he, what, what he did next, though, right? While they stood in disbelief, the spirit merely said, watch out for fire before disappearing. And? To add to the mystery, the engine on that plane had to be shut down on the returning leg of its flight as it was dangerously close to catching on fire. You see, I don't understand. It's like going back to old Mothman, right? Now, yeah. he's, you know, an intricate character, right? Mm-hmm. Go back and uh, have a listen to the Mothman Prophecies episode. It's a very good one, right? But we had a discussion in that of like, what good is this guy? And I find a ghost and stuff. I mean, what good is that ghost? Like, do you know what? If he never, if he never spooked him and never said the fire thing, they would have had a normal, relaxing day up to when the fire or the engine nearly exploded. But they were probably worried sick for the whole thing. And then, lo and behold, engine pops off. Do you think that helped them? I think it did. Why? Because they, they were probably nervous. Like they were tense. Yeah. And then when this happens, they take it seriously. And you mean like, what? You mean on another day, if they looked out the window and the engine blew up, they'd just be like, ah. we, "We know, we know somebody." I don't know if you saw this or not. What? We we know some somebody. I'll 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 name check them on the podcast. That Matthew Talon. Mm-hmm. Hey Matthew. Yeah. He he. If he listens, if you do listen, hello Matthew. Better. I hope I hope you're doing well in New York. He lives in New York now. Does he live in New York now? He does. He He's does. doing very well for himself. He is, he is. And he was flying back to Ireland for Christmas. And on his Instagram story, you won't believe this, right? All the flights got delayed. He was in the airport for like 10 hours. Mm. Finally got on a flight. The last flight leaving New York that day. I think actually the last flight that was going to get him home before Christmas. Plane takes off. The right engine explodes. That's not, that's not a joke. Catches on fire. Oh, my Lord. And they, they have to come straight back down. Oh, thank God they came down. I thought you said they were going to continue the flight. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but that's, that shows you, though, then I'd say they nearly did. They nearly, say, what? They were nearly going to, they said, we'll, we'll carry on. And then they said, here, we saw Don in the oven. Yeah. 
So maybe we should maybe we should turn around. Yeah, call it quits. You you seem skeptical of Don. I uh, no, I'm not skeptical that it happened. I believe that it, that a ghost definitely did appear. An engineer ghost called Don Repo Reaper Repo Repo uh, appeared in the reflection of an oven. I mean, that's there's no denying that. That's solid. But uh, and nothing could be mistaken for that either. Yeah. But uh, but I don't believe that he did any good. I think, well, the funny thing is, I didn't even think of accusing you of being sceptical of the rest of it. I specifically was just talking about him doing the the good deed. I think Don was an engineer in his life, made sure that these planes were running t- top order, right? Forgot to replace an, in- an indicator bulb one, one mm-hmm. day for the landing gear. Kind of went a bit tits up there for them. Yeah. So now in his afterlife, he's come back and he's making sure that nobody else experiences that same fate oh yeah okay yeah i I get that but at the same time you can kind of see how he doesn't really do anything though well he's like just coming in going no help no well dennis a crew aboard another flight claimed that don also appeared out of nowhere to them appearing in the cockpit and warning the crew of a faulty electrical circuit which was later found and replaced during maintenance was it found and replaced because Don told them, or was it found and replaced because this is just something they do? No, no, Don, Don said, and then they were like... Where did he appear? He appeared in... in the reflection of the <laughs> microwave. Of, of, of the cockpit microwave. Yeah. No, he, he appeared, he like just poofed out of nowhere inside in the, in the cockpit and said, there's a faulty electrical circuit. <laughs> do, you ever yeah. see, do you ever see that picture of the, the story about the pilot who basically was blown out through the cockpit window and the other pilot held on to him and they landed? Really? Yeah, that, that's a true story. So like the guy went out through the front cockpit window and his friend basically held on to him by his legs and they landed the plane and he, was, he survived. But I, I read yeah. an article on this and it had a picture of it for maybe two, three hundred feet above the plane. Of a guy holding onto his legs. And I looked at that and I said, God, that's amazing. Like, And then I realized, that's not a picture of it. That, there's no way anyone could get a picture of that. Arguably, yeah, arguably would be just as crazy an event. Yeah, it would be amazing if someone got a picture for, of it. For what? Like a skydiving photographer happened to catch the event. It worries me though, because there must be a lot of information out there that I have taken like that. Because I was yeah. 99% loaded. Like, like as in, another percent and I would have taken that as, I've seen a picture of a guy hanging out of a plane being held by his shoes. Or a goose had managed to, <laughs> like, take a snap. Yeah, a goose with a selfie. A selfie stick. The... <laughs> the, the <laughs> Oh, well, no, because the goose would be in the photo then. <laughs> well, no, I mean... Is the goose, yeah. is, is the goose angled in front of there's a goose. There's a goose, like, uh, bottom left. Yeah, and he's he's like, what? Um, that's prime Mythbusters territory. That, that of whether or not they could do it. Yeah. Now, now you're saying it's true, which I, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Even though I am a very sceptical man. I'm very sceptical. Uh, but I've been watching Mythbusters recently... Over over my girlfriend's house, I'll be I'll pop on a bit of MythBusters if I uh, just want a bit of downtime, bit of me time. Two things I've realised. Wait, right? you're at your girlfriend's house, so you just said you want a bit of me time. Yeah, a bit of me time. What do you make her watch MythBusters? Or you go in a different room. I I uh, I put on um I put on headphones t- set up to the TV and I tell her to shut up. Ah, nice. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Just a bit of me time, you know. Yeah. But uh, when I'm watching MythBusters, two things I've realised. One is MythBusters has um, a different narrator in America than, um, like, the UK and Ireland. Are you watching the American version? 
Yeah. Does it have 5,000 ad breaks? Like, or, or, you know, or spaces for ad breaks? No, no, it, it does have them because... So my girlfriend has this thing called, like, free Freevee or something. Mm. And it's just, like, a free TV channel. Yeah. But they run, like, the worst ads during them. Just the same ads over and over again. It's a free streaming service, and they have Mythbusters somehow. But it's the American narrator, which isn't as good as the English narrator. So that was my first realization. Uh, and the other one is that I think... Uh, Mythbusters and QI, they're, they they seem close. Mm. But for some reason, Mythbusters is for, like, cool people. And QI is for, like, a tedious people. Tedious is tedious, the, yeah. an unbelievable word Di- to describe them. Yeah, like, I, I like QI as well. But, you know, there's people that get way too into QI. There's people who, when you're eating dinner, and they see the dinner being plated, and all the things have been put out, all they're thinking in their head is, I can't wait to tell them that thing I found on QI, or yeah. I heard on QI last night. And then it comes probably, in between mains and dessert, you hear them, you, they take the breath, and then they're like, oh, do you actually know the Mona Lisa? And it's like, oh, God. I then, don't want to know. And then you, you, I have a, for those events, I have like a sawn-off shotgun under the table. And it's, I, I, it's actually got a shoelace on the trigger. And I just pull that and just blow them to bits. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're at an Indian restaurant and you're just about to tuck into a chicken tikka masala. And you have... Classic the, dish. Yeah, and you have the misfortune of saying, I love eating traditional... Indian food and they they're yeah, pouncing actually it. Pouncing at, it. they're they're <laughs> they're these people invented or at least popularized the word well actually well actually uh, and then I'll say sorry 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 give me a vindaloo sometimes I say things like that and when I listen back to them like when I'm editing the podcast I'm like that I just that was one thread but sounds like we've really badly <laughs> cut the podcast off yeah. so but so just the last uh, spotting of um, of old Don here. I've actually got some spotting now. Oh my god! <laughs> the the last what what what's a better term for it? So the last uh, I don't know. The last person. You know what I nearly said there, but it, it just wouldn't have come across well. I was like, I don't care. Oh fuck's sake! <laughs> the last visitation. There you go. Of Don, right? Was to a pilot. Who oh, actually that doesn't make any sense the way this phrase is. Well, now that you've oh, yeah. done that, gr- that would be another great word as well. I'm getting my visitation. Oh, get my visitation! Oh, Jesus! So, all right, one last, last, last bit with Don here. Right, a pilot even witnessed the ghost of Don doing pre-flight checks as he boarded the plane that he was about to pilot, and he was so scared by the incident. He had the flight cancelled. Whoa. Yep. And what was his official reason for it? It's all a ghost. Like, or did he make up something else? No, he said ghost on the plane. Uh, and it's a tick box. <laughs> <laughs> it's way down the list. It's on the, yeah, yeah but, way it, down. but it is there. Yeah. And he, he goes, oh, oh, good. Yeah, I thought it would be a free text field. But actually, yeah. it's, it's on he the He was going down to other and then you just saw it above it. You just saw, oh, ghost on the plane. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's convenient. So, but the sightings became so prolific and widely reported that an internal memo was apparently circulated among staff to tell them they were no longer supposed to report the incidents of this manner while on duty. So they got rid the of the staff of who? What airline is this? Um, Eastern Eastern Airlines. Okay. 
So they were told, stop reporting this. Supposedly, actually, even the, the CEO at the time of Eastern's Airline, he was once greeted by one of the ghosts when he came on. And he was terrified, obviously. Yeah, as he would be. <laughs> yeah. Eastern Airlines eventually removed all the salvaged parts from the haunted planes that were linked back to the original. That's a crazy fact. Yeah. Flight that is really cool one. that they did that. Yeah. That's that because like there's guys there who don't believe in it, but they're like, if we don't remove these things, they're not one, they're not gonna stop talking about ghosts, but mm-hmm. two, there's probably gonna be people stop going on the like working on the planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the passengers hear about it, they'll never get on it. And after they removed them, Dennis, the ghostly crew members were never seen again. And to this day, what truly happened on those flights remains unexplained. Madness. Very spooky, very spooky. Like I said, you've opened up a whole new place to freak out now. And that is a plane. So here, here's, uh, you know, we don't usually have theories on the, on the ghost ones, mm. right? But I do have, um, I have one or two theories for you. The first one is, you kind of alluded to it. Was there any chance that that original flight was cursed? I thought the ghost was going to end up there. No, they, they, that was just a tragedy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have come in as hard at the start of the episode if there wasn't a ghost popping up there. And it wasn't just 101 people dying. Yes. Um, in the Everglades. But, you know, that's my mistake. Yeah, well, that's my mistake. You'll learn, for, you'll learn for the next day. Yeah. I think a similar thing happened on the Dyatlov past episode where you went oh okay here we go and it's like and they all died in the well sometimes it's quite wacky and i think you know we need to have we need to we need to like put up some color chart or something where you can just say today is a yellow episode oh or what what type of episode is? <laughs> yeah. that's a good one do you know what actually we might have to do that because there's a few episodes that we that you know they never they never got released where people got murdered yeah the, but that we might be kind of revisiting them and i, I wonder if um we, yeah see i don't like murdery episodes yeah, but if they're spooky, I don't. Re- you know, I'm not really that into true crime. Mm. I much rather aliens. Um, well, if that's true crime, what's like? Uh, are we are we doing our stuff is true as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but these aren't crimes. Okay, you know, these aren't crimes. What what's what's a crime here? Hiding, hiding as a ghost in... Well, I guess that goes in first class. They're not really I mean, crime. getting on a ticket without a plane is... Or, <laughs> oh, no. It's happened. Uh, getting on a plane without a ticket. That's uh, yeah. a crime. Well, is it? Is it? Hmm. Yes. It oh, oh, is it? Okay, okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you haven't bought a ticket in ages. That's what you've been doing. <laughs> but the, the thing I was thinking about with these ghosts is do you think there's any chance that there's a relationship between how high up you are in the atmosphere... And how easy it is for ghosts to materialize. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is that? What you mean? Because like, they're gas or something? I don't even understand. There, like there might be something scientific to it. But well, I mean, the the thing is they're, they're appearing in the plane, which is like, you know, a mm. controlled atmosphere. So I assume that they, well, this is an interesting question. This actually is. Because yeah. I don't think they materialized in space or whatever. Has there been any space ghosts? That's a good question. Imagine being trapped on the fucking International Space Station with a ghost. Oh. But um, they, they, I still think the funniest ghost we've encountered on this podcast, and it was two episodes ago, was the ghost that kicks people up the arse. That, that, is, that is some ghost. That's peak you. But I think that, uh, yeah, I think they'd actually have to get on the plane. 
but I guess they're in the parts. Hmm. But I, do you think if a ghost went on the wing of a plane, it would be blown off? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I, I was, this is a, a side note that I thought of recently. Do you think the terrorist activities on planes have been curtailed? Overblown. Have <laughs> no. been curtailed. Do you, do you think that they, they're less actively doing them uh, now that, like, gym culture has taken off so much? Okay, so, uh, don't know what any of that means. So, like, as in, if, I think, if 9-11 happened now, there probably would have been somebody on, really into UFC who could have choked like put them in a chokehold. I'm out. <laughs> uh, we, we, That's it. We can cut that out, but, but, but no, we, we don't have to cut that yeah, out. Okay, but we have to. We, we have a bit more time. Do we have any more theories? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> um, no. So, in turn, <laughs> you know what I wanted to do there. I wanted to riff when you say when you said, uh, "Do you ever think that?" It was just after I said, "Do you ever think that?" And I was going to ignore your question and go, "Do you ever <laughs> think that?" <laughs> Uh, but with these ghosts One second there now before yeah. you start You're on the crispy coated peanuts again I see Yes yeah You're you're addicted to those yeah If I Having those Right I have to say If heroin Is half as addictive as those I understand what's going on It it It's definitely It's probably It's double a crispy Oh really <laughs> A crispy coated peanut You would least. say it's, it's above it's them It's double yeah that no wonder it's yeah. do, no wonder it's doing such damage. This is a weird thing to do, right? And mm. then, uh, you know, oh, you really will have to listen to the last episode to maybe get this, or just seeing the Matrix. But do you think you would be less I've inclined? Less inclined. Which one is the pill you take? The red pill. Yes. If you want to get out of the Matrix, yeah. right? Would you be less inclined to take the red pill if it was a large suppository? Um, <laughs> you know, Joe would be great. Is if. Because I think when you've said that, most people listening are thinking um, that they're both suppositories. But it would be really great if it's like, take the blue pill, swallow the blue pill, and you wake up, take this red suppository. It's like the size of a small traffic cone. And see how deep your rabbit hole goes. (laughs) (laughs) You'd really have to trust them then. It's like, not just jump out a window. Do you know what I missed until, until this one? Is that, do you know what they take? Um, what they take is just a tracer program so that they can find the person. You mean that's in the red pill, is it? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Because I think I always assumed... I never knew that. Yeah, I think I always assumed that the red pill was what brought them out. Yeah, no, I thought it was like magic, basically. But that's what's happening. It's a technological thing. Yeah, yeah, within the Matrix. So, with these ghosts on a plane, Dennis... Uh, have I unlocked a new fear? Have they lived up to what you were... Absolutely you lived about? up to what... And you see, this is the thing as well. I do this every episode, but I say, aha, I'm joking about the ghost and whatever. Yeah. Next time I'm going to get in a plane, you can. You better believe I'm going to be looking around. You'll be thinking, Opening up the, the little cabin thing and stuff for my bags at the end. Ugh. You'll be scared. I'm going to be terrified. Well, here's something for you to notice. These aren't the only ghost on a plane story either. You mean there's more? Yeah, there are more. In fact, there's there's one. I don't know if we'll get to it. Mm. I don't know if we'll get to it like this year because we have a lot of stuff lined up. But there's even one or two that take place during old World War World War Two World War Duh. Yeah. Well, we have had a lot of spooky stuff happening. We had the Foo Fighters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So imagine that. Imagine you're looking out your window and you go, "Oh God!" Like it's a UFO, and then you turn to the other side and it's like your dead grandmother. And you go, "Oh, oh God!" What's she doing here? Yeah, yeah. So, 
planes, ghosts. Not for me anymore. I'm more of a boat boy now. Oh, you're a boat. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's no, there's, there's no goats in the boat. Go- there are, Dennis. Goats in a boat sounds like uh, a nineties MTV, no, early two thousands MTV reality show. <laughs> I'm, um, I, I, I'd watch that. The, the, Dennis, you must be reading my mind, right? Because the, it's the next episode, Ghost on a Boat. Not the next one. Because I think we're going to get a bit of drop off an audience if, the, if it's it, Ghost on a Plane and Ghost on a Boat. This is just our new format. No, no, but in a few episodes' time, to tease it, I'm I'm working on I'm working on the old Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste. Yeah. Oh wow! Is there, did something go go wrong with that? I thought that was just a torpedo or something, though. No, no, no. Mary Celeste, man. As you can see, I don't know what Mary Celeste is. Okay, okay. Just uh, more, of a, that, more of a Lusitania, man. Okay, I thought that would really get a reaction from you. You know, I thought you, a bit of, just a hint honest, of I thought it was the person in Fleetwood Mac for a little bit. And I was like... Like a backing singer or something? Yeah. Just, the, but I'm, I'm, I'm still excited to hear about it because I don't know about it. But to be honest, out of the... How many episodes have we already done? We've only had 40 episodes or something. Yeah, I think Out of those, right. I've probably known things three times. <laughs> Sometimes I've told you stuff, like at length, and then we've done the episode. And you've gone, I've never heard of this. And you know what? Like, I am genuine when I think that. It I know just washes through me. It's just gone. And, I, and I'm, I'm like thinking, flex. I'm thinking to myself, so that like two hour morning chat, that was just a waste, God. was it? That, that shouldn't have bothered, no? Gone. But at the time, at the time I was enjoying it. It's just, it's just, you know, your, your voice is brand flex. It just goes straight <laughs> through me. You, you told me that I had the voice of a generation. Yeah, you do. But you're the, you're the songbird of, um, of, of Ireland's Ireland's youth. Did you actually before we head off? Um, <laughs> sounds uh, like an accusation. Go on. Did you Did you hear that in the last six, the final six for um, the competition to be Eurovision song for Ireland? Yeah. Uh, is uh, Johnny Rotten's band? Oh, really? Public Image Limited. How did they get into it? He's Irish. Oh, really? He's part Irish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So good for him, anyway. Yeah. I is it is it rubbish? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I they had one good song. Made a rose right up to meet, rise up to meet you, or something like really? that. Really? Um, yeah, that's not so. But when <laughs> when I was listening to it, it genuinely he just says hello a lot at the start. Yeah, and I genuinely think it it is a bit like having a phone call with your dad when you don't have good reception. <laughs> he just keeps saying it's called Hawaii, and he goes hello, hello Hawaii, hello. I think we should give the Eurovision a break for a couple of years. Yeah, just ourselves. Just have a think and come back in a couple of years. Um, so, are you saying that there's going to be a lot more ghost stories coming up about planes and automobiles? I'm saying from this point onwards, picture a mode of transport, and I'm going to have a ghost on tractors. It. Uh, no, actually. Okay, other than tractors, so we're other, there. Yeah, other than tractors, we we've got them. I, I find tractors covered. quite scary. I think there definitely could be a ghost in there. What about a farm ghost? I think the problem with... You know, there's definitely farm ghosts, but the problem with getting a ghost in a tractor is the cab is so small. That is true. The, uh, so how do you find these ghost stories? How- I, 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 like I said, I find them believable. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish you told me that at the start it was just a story about 101 people dying and 176 getting injured yeah. and trapped in the Everglades and contracting Evergreen. Evergreen? Gangreen. Gangreen. <laughs> they're, they're deciduous. Um <laughs> And I would have made less fun of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I find it very spooky that uh, that planes are now open to be haunted. 
whether or not I believe that captain, to be honest, the captain guy came across a little bit like farcical. He did come across a little bit comical. Just was cropping up places. Yeah, just like, especially when he made the move up in the... I, like, I'm telling you, he went back to the ghosts mm. and they were in tears laughing at him. They, well, you well, did what? what? Did. They were in tears. And he was just like, oh, I can't believe it. I was just going up there for a second. She opens up the thing and now it's part of the legend. Ooh. And they're in tears laughing at him at how bad it is. Uh, like, and, and old Don Repo... He he at least was trying to Yeah, Don Reef was trying to do a bit of good like, but mm. at the same time he just confuses things by appearing in the reflections of ovens and stuff. Yeah. He just does no you know, like you just said nothing he, for the story. No, nah, like he just needs to appear as he is, um, you know, somewhere. Hey, chill out, man, be yourself. But Don Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Repo just giving people that'd be a nice ghost, wouldn't it? Just, like, just I, giving people advice. Yeah, just like positive um positive vibes. Uh, when when I picture him in the oven as well, I just picture him saying, "Watch out for fire," and then like disappearing straight away, running away. Yeah. You do you do realize that it was just the person seeing their own face in the oven? No, I wasn't, Dennis, because he said the thing. <laughs> I mean, someone probably said that. No, them. he said the thing. He said, "Watch out for no, fire." He probably heard. Oh, in what you, context? He, pro- he probably heard someone say down the down the stairs. Have you changed that tire? Uh, on a plane. Get real. <laughs> Well, that's what happened in the first place. That's why they crashed. <laughs> that's everything for this week. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, the spooky one. I've been Dennis Len or Dennis Len 3D. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram. No, can't say that. <laughs> Instagram. Uh, you have been Roger O'Sullivan and you can find me at Roger O'Comedy. Um, I've eaten all my Terry Shockley horns, so I thought I'd have more to look forward to, but I don't. Um, but we're off to bed now, separately. Yeah. And um, give, <laughs> really, and uh, give us a five star rating on Spotify and on Apple Music and anywhere else you listen. And if you've previously given us one on one of those platforms and you've moved over to the other, please give us another five. Yeah, star we're pointing rating the there. finger at the Spotify people. We've got a load of ratings on that. We could do it more, which would be great. We yeah. just want to beat these algorithms. But if you've given us one on Spotify and you have an Apple account, can you please go over there, give us a little five star on Apple, write down we're so great because yeah. it uh, it really really helps. Yeah, um, we're getting a lot of people listening to us on Apple now, and it's as a result of our one or two reviews that just spiked the, the listenership. So that would be great. Yeah, and it also tell your friends. Tell your friends. Nothing's yeah. better than telling yeah, your friends. Yeah, don't keep this a secret. Yeah. Um, but people do seem to be telling people. We just need more people to tell more people because, to be honest, I don't want to do my job anymore and I need this to work out. That would, that would be unreal. Yeah, but, all right. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Bow, shellac. Where is the poo nanny?